Welcome to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, the first postseason edition uh, for this year. And and like a uh, a warm Javier Baez hug between uh, <laughs> second and third base in the uh, wild card game, we're coming to, uh, to you from Progressive Field here with Hoynesy. Paul Hoynes, our uh, our tribe beat writer. I'm Joe Noga. Uh, well, it. it we got through September, Hoinsey. Yeah. We, 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 the, the zombie tribe <laughs> yeah. uh, made it through uh, the the final month of the season, and now we're here. The the playoffs begin uh, on Friday. Yeah, I mean it was kind of uh, anticlimactic that you know they're going to face uh, Houston in uh, the ALDS. Uh, they they you know we I think everyone knew they they weren't going to have home field advantage you know Houston only won 103 games <laughs> after winning 101 last year so that is a, a juggernaut down down uh, in Texas that the Indians will be facing and uh, it was interesting uh, you know the, I think the Indians did the best job they could just getting through uh, September in one piece you know, no really critical injuries until, you know, uh, Trevor, I mean, Trevor Bauer. I mean, uh, Jan Gomes got his hand, his thumb smacked against uh, against Alex uh, Gordon's bat in uh, Saturday, but he looks like he's okay. He should be able to play Friday in game one of the ALDS. But I think the whole, it seems like the whole season was is geared toward this, Joe. Right. I mean, you know, they've, they've taken time to rest guys. They've taken time to get guys healthy, you know, to bring Bauer back on their schedule, not exactly his schedule. And now we're going to see if it all works. And to me, the, the, the last month, this whole final, you know, stretch run of the, the regular season was more about getting their ducks in a row than it was winning games yeah. necessarily. I mean, Tito's philosophy is always, you know, you, you go out, you try and win the game that you have that day. And we get that. And and Tito does, you know, he does the right thing, plays the game the right way, all that stuff. But at the same time, you know that they're just, they're moving pieces. It's like this long chess game, you know, exactly. trying to get things in position so that, so that when this moment arrives, they're in the best position possible. And with what they're given, I think that they've probably done the best that they could. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Uh, you know, you look at uh, the... The shift with Donaldson, mm-hmm. you know, Donaldson comes in has has stayed healthy, you know, big plus has swung to bat fairly well, looks looks good in the field. Uh, Kipnis, you know, as a result of the, his addition, you know, has, has played solid in center field. I, I, he hasn't been tested hasn't overly. Been tested. Tested. He hasn't been tested enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the surprise to me is is uh, Ramirez, who has not played well at second base. No. To me, I think he's he's looked out of sorts, kind of sloppy. Uh, has made some just uh, errors that that tell me his head isn't there, and I don't know if it's his bat that is that he's worried about. You know, he had that long slump, so hopefully he turns this thing around. He you know puts this season behind him. You know, the hay's in the barn, and <laughs> now this is a new one coming up right now. Yeah, well, Hosey Hosey looks looks really weird. I, I, I agree at second base. He took a ball off the chest in, yeah. in, in the last game of the season, and I'm like, he never, never no. takes that. He ball looks like so that. hesitant to me. Yeah. He's kicking looks like he can't bend over and get yeah. a ball. I don't know if he got too big, uh. you know, to play third base, bulked up, or he's hurt. You know, he had that quad injury early in the season. We haven't heard too much of that, but you know, he certainly didn't run. Hasn't run the bases like a guy that's hurt, but he just doesn't look. You know, everyone said. The, one of the byproducts of the Donaldson trade was that this guy 
uh, they, they, they're moving Ramirez to his best spot in the field. His, and it improves, their, position, de- yeah, it improves yeah. their defense. And it hasn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it really hasn't. All right. With all that said, we, uh, we found out today uh, the pretty much what we can expect to see for the roster. Uh, the, the team got through their workout today without any you know, red flags or injuries. So we're, uh, we're expecting uh, an 11-man uh, pitching staff, right. as, he, as, as, as Franconi used in last year's ALDS, saying he wanted to maximize the roster and, and use you know, different uh, starters and, and long men in, in relief. Uh, and we'll get into the, that strategy in a bit. But uh, let's just break down uh, to begin with. Uh, there's the three starters we, we know, uh, Kluber, Carrasco, and Clevenger. And then the bullpen, uh, what do we have there? Yeah, we've got uh, the th- you know the three lefties, Miller, Hand, and uh, uh, Perez. And then you've got uh, the four right-handers, Cody Allen, uh, Zim- Simber, Adam Simber. Um, Dan Otero. Dan Otero. And, uh, you know, and, uh, well, five right-handers. And right. Bauer and Bauer Bieber. Bauer and Bieber uh, will also be in the, in the bullpen. So that, that's your 11 in the bullpen. Right. Uh, the surprises there, obviously, are Simber and Otero. Yeah, uh, and the the sort of the guys left out, left not not making it, are uh, Tyler Olson, who would have been a fourth left hander, yeah, which no, is I sort of unnecessary. Him, yeah. But he did nothing no, to, to to take away from his seat. He came back after his uh, his time in the DL, and he was lights out. Yeah, he was like the Tyler Olson from last year, and I, and I'm sure he's hanging around with the team. Because if anything happens and they advance and they need sure. they need a backup, they, they can always bring him along. Uh, but jo- Josh Tomlin uh, now, uh, you know, quite possibly has pitched his last game for the Indians. Yeah, tough call, you know. But uh, you know, Francona was talking about it today. How you know? I mean, he loves Tomlin. You know, Tom- Tomlin has been here uh, since he took over in 2013, longest tenured Indian. He's been here, you know, and uh, really uh, has really. You know, he just didn't pitch well this year. You know, he came back a little bit, uh, you know, in September through okay, but he, he just didn't pitch well enough. And I'm, I'm sure he knows it, but it's still a tough call because this is a guy that won game two for you last year in the ALDS. Right. Came out of the bullpen to beat the Yankees at two scoreless innings. Uh, and it's really, you know, he's he's clutched up for him 2016. And, you can, you know, you got to sit across the table and tell that guy, no, you're not you're not on the roster. So, uh, um you know, tough call, and uh, you know Ramirez doesn't make it, uh, and Adam Neil Plute, Ramirez. Yeah, Neil Ramirez doesn't make it, and, and Adam Pluto doesn't make it, and and John Edwards also who's right, on John the Edwards. roster, uh, and you know that that's a guy who you're throwing 98 miles an hour coming yeah. out of the bullpen and, and doing nothing but striking guys out at the end of the season. Again, it was the White Sox yeah. and, and Royals, but, but still, still a name to remember. I think this guy, yeah, he could be if, if he comes back next year, he could be a, you know a, you know he's going to compete for a spot in the pen. So that leaves uh, fourteen spots for position players. Uh, you, you've got your your starting lineup basically: uh, Lindor, Brantley, Ramirez, Encarnacion, uh, Donaldson, Alonzo, Cabrera, Gomes. Kipnis, uh, you need a backup catcher, so that's Perez. Yes. So that's ten. Uh, then on the bench, you've got Allen, uh, Yandy Diaz, and Brandon Geyer. Brandon Geyer. That's thirteen. Uh, that that leaves one extra space. Right. 
and that's down to uh, what Francona told us today was Eric Gonzalez or uh, Raja Davis. So that's the question. You know, who do you keep, Raja Davis or Eric Gonzalez? I, you know, part of me says, it, what happens if, God forbid, something happens to Francisco Lindor and you need a backup shortstop? Right. Uh, you would move, I guess. You, you move Jose to, to a short. If you don't, have, if you don't Kipnis keep Gonzalez to, and, and move Kipnis, you know, back to second and and put Greg Allen in center field. You know, I, you know, my gut tells me go with Davis. He gives you speed off the bench, but then at, last year was a perfect example. Edwin uh, Encarnacion twists his ankle in game two. You you expose. Uh, uh, Brantley and, and Chisinau who aren't ready to play every day and it, it costs you big time. I mean CC Sabathia could still be getting that lineup out. Right. You know I mean so uh, you know I to me I go with the safety net which Francona said you know to kind of describe Gonzalez. I go with I go with the utility guy but you know Raja I mean we saw what he did in, in game seven. Yeah well and that's the thing it's it, fans are going to see that question posed and they're going to say oh you got to go with Roger Davis here Roger he hit that home run and yeah. he can steal bases and and he's the sentimental right. choice there uh I I I just don't know if he's necessarily the baseball choice when Greg Allen can steal you a base too right off the bench and, and they're leading the league in stealing or led the the big leagues in stolen bases right. four, but Roger four guys with 20 in the yeah. only team there. and Roger played a part in that definitely yeah but you know, Gonzalez can play the outfield. He can, you know, we haven't seen him play the outfield this year, but he can play all over the diamond. Uh, I don't know. It's not a tough <laughs> well, call to okay. me. I, yeah, I, and and at the plate, you know, they're yeah. they're a wash. Yeah. So, right. I I'm not really too cause, and and it's not not the it's a good problem to have, I guess. Is, yeah. Is, it's not if your that's your question. It's not your like cleanup hitter that right. you're that you're talking right. about and. Well, that brings us back to uh, the question or the, the strategy of uh, how they're going to use Trevor Bauer and Shane Bieber uh, in the beginning of these, at least these first two games. Uh, Bauer and Bieber are going to be available in the pen uh, in case Kluber goes sideways, in case Carrasco goes sideways, and they got to bring somebody in early, or if they want to bring somebody in in the you know, seventh inning after Kluber or Carrasco yeah. has has pitched a shutout. You know, one one of the other. I I have a strong feeling that Francona is going to bring Bauer in in game one at some point. Yeah, I do too, and I don't think he's going to hesitate. You know, if if Kluber gets into any bit of trouble, I mean, he's going to give his ace a little. He's going to give him some a leash. You know, he's going to give him some length. But if if he runs into any trouble, I think you go to Bauer. I think. To me, Miller and Allen, you know, there's so many question marks about those guys. I mean, Miller's health, Allen has just, you know, been, you know, riding a roller coaster all year up and down. We just, you don't know what you're going to get out of him <laughs> after, you know, five years of him being, you know, lights out of Mr. Consistency. And, you know, in 2016 in the postseason, he doesn't give up a run. But this year, this, this is not the same guy. So if I got if I got a chance to get Bauer, as Francona said, in a leverage situation, sixth, seventh inning, I, I'm going with Bauer. He's he's going to be the Swiss Army knife, at least in these first two, three games of of this series. I think that's how they're going to use yeah. him. And then, like you said, if a game four comes around and he's pitched in game one and can come back 
and and start game four, that's a that's a strong possibility as well. And then you you and if he does that, then you've got Bieber sitting behind him. You know, hopefully he hasn't had to pitch in two or three game mm-hmm. two or three, and uh, you know, so I think uh, that's a it's it's a good it's a good. Uh, I think it's a good uh, strategy move. They kind of tried to do the same thing last year with Tomlin and and Clevenger and Salazar, putting those guys in the bullpen for the ALDS. Uh, Salazar, you know, he was hurt, so he wasn't really a starter. But Tomlin and and Clevenger were. But you know, Clevenger couldn't throw strikes, no. and they took him out of the rotation. And Tomlin was okay. You know, Tomlin came in in game two and and won that game and won the game he was supposed to win. Well, and there's there's differences between. You know, a Clevenger last season and a a Bieber right now, or a, a Bauer. Bauer's going to come in and and strike a guy out, yeah. And you can count on that. Bieber is going to come in and throw strikes. Clevenger last yeah, season, you couldn't, couldn't you yeah. couldn't rely on that. So maybe he's applying the same strategy as he did with with Clevenger, but he's got better options. I think this yeah, year to that's do a that. good way to put it, Joe. I mean. So, uh, I think, uh, you, and you feel confident with Bauer. I know he wants to. I'm sure he's he's you know he's been tearing his hair out that he wants to start one of these first two games, first three games. I, I, How's that I work? No How's offense. that work with Tito? <laughs> How's that work with Tito? I don't. I don't. But, but I'm talking about borrow Bauer somebody's here. hair yeah. to do that. I, I, I'm talking about Bauer. I'm sure yeah. he wants to start. I'm sure he's he's not not the happiest man in, on the planet right now. But uh, you know, I, I'm I'm tired of worrying about whether Bauer's happy or not. That's we we spent literally spent six months worrying about whether or not Trevor Bauer is happy. Guess what? The playoffs are here. Yeah. Shut up and go out and pitch. That's right, and that's what you do. You know, if when you win and you're in the postseason, you can't complain. Nope. And and winning the winning one of the two games down there in Houston would cure. All of that, I think, yes. for, for these guys. And Bauer's got, you know, he, he's got the great numbers, mm-hmm. you know, against Houston, 7-0. and uh, Although he calls it random variation. Yeah. But uh, hopefully the random variation doesn't catch up to him uh, oh. at Minute Maid now, Park. Now, Trevor's going to listen to this. He's going to it's a random variance, Paul. Come on, <laughs> oh, yeah. Whatever. All right. Uh, let's jump in and, and take a couple of questions from uh, our, our thousands and thousands of listeners to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, and and we'll get to that, and on the on the other side, then we'll uh, we'll look at the matchup and and give you some predictions about uh, you know because we know what's going to happen in the series, right? Uh, so let's think here. Um, All right. Paul's got a few questions submitted via social media from our friends. Okay. Online. Here's one from Sean Skinner. Francona is an idiot huh. if he's seriously considering starting Bieber. He was inconsistent all season. I don't want to see this guy anywhere near the field, let alone starting. Bauer was having an MV, a Cy Young season before he got hurt. He should he, he should start. That's a no-brainer. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that it's that easy for somebody to sit back and, and make that call. I don't I don't necessarily think that Bieber's been that inconsistent. I mean, won eleven games as a rookie. He's a rookie, and he struck out more than a hundred guys. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been pretty cons- and low walks, and that's exactly what you're looking for right. in a in a playoff start. What did Brian Merritt do when he came in in the ALCS and in, in, in one game four? Didn't walk anybody. Right. Gave up a couple of hits, and you know wasn't necessarily striking everybody out, but 
I, I mean, that's that's what you're looking for. You're looking for this year's Ryan Merritt spot start come in, yeah, and and, and do the job. And I still think you know it, it depends how much either one of those guys get used in the first two games, maybe even the first three games. I mean, first two games at least down in Houston. I mean, if 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 uh, Bauer, what if he pitches? Game one and two, are you really going to bring him back in game four? I, no, I, you know, and especially you're looking at Bauer as a length guy, like we were just talking about. You want him to go two or three innings at least. But here's the thing that I think about Bauer and Bieber, it, and and Bieber's a rookie. He's happy to be on the roster and make it in the postseason, and this is all brand new to him and everything. You know, Bauer maybe emotionally, psychologically, or whatever, you have to tell him, hey, you're going to get in one of these two games, you're going to pitch, you're going to make a difference, you're going to, this is what you can expect. If Bieber doesn't pitch in games one, two, three, or four, you're not going to affect him in in any way. For him, this is all brand new and this is all experience and and learning and whatnot. And if, if in the ideal scenario, they win three games in a row and Bieber doesn't see the field, it ain't gonna. It's not gonna matter to him. Right. Yeah, he's just glad to be here. Bauer. Like that's another saying. story. But yeah. Bieber. You know, this is that. And again, if you put Bieber out there, you're not doing your team a disservice because no. he'll he'll get you four or five innings and not put you in a bad position. All right. This is from uh, Bobby in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Because the tribe effectively locked up the AL Central so early, will the lack of meaningful uh, meaningful games in July and August impact the tribe, uh, the tribe sharpness in the postseason. I uh, there were there were moments that they sort of you know hung their hat on, yeah. and there were times that they, they they played. It wasn't necessarily that there were two completely lost months there. Yeah, they they were the zombies. They they sort of walked through the end of the season knowing that they had everything in, in hand but I mean these this is a team that's been to the playoffs three years in a row now they know that the switch has been flipped it's yeah. it's they're all saying the same thing in the in the locker room they've, they've been down this road before I I don't see that you know them needing any sort of extra motivation yeah I, I wish they would have been uh I would have liked it for them to get pushed a little bit. Yeah, you know, no one really challenged them during the whole season. Blame and, the blame the twins. Yeah, I mean, and and right, and, and that's not their fault. They didn't, you know, they, they they're in the division they're in, you know, and, and you you got to play the schedule in front of you. Uh, but I think you're right. I think uh, you know, Frank Kona has said this wasn't, you know, when you look back on September, he said like it wasn't a lot of fun. You know, it wasn't. He wanted to manage to win. You couldn't manage to win. I mean, you could, but you had to take care of everybody. You had to make sure this guy was rested and this guy was getting treatment and this guy wasn't available. And you you kind of do your best. And uh, now you know all the uh, the you know, there's no they're not being bridled. There's no more reins. Mm-hmm. You got to let them go, and we'll see what happens. And I, I think what you said is good, Joe, because they are you. This is a this is an experienced team, a postseason experienced team. Three straight years. You know what are they for the la- for the six years Francona has been here? Mm-hmm. They've been in some kind of postseason game. So I think uh, these guys know how to prepare. Okay, one. Uh, let's see. This is from Jim Millard in uh, Avon Lake. Okay. What do you believe are the chances of the Indians 
re-signing one of their high-profile free agents, such as Andrew Miller, Cody Allen, or Michael Brantley? I think Allen and Brantley for sure are gone. Uh, I think they'll make they they could make a qualifying offer to uh, to Brantley. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, Miller, I don't I don't know. I I mean. With with the craziness that happened last year with free agency and, and guys getting left out on the shelf, I mean that that might you know shave a little bit off of his his price tag and maybe he wants to come back. But I you know there's got to be a team out there that's willing yeah. to pay for for what he could potentially provide. Yeah, I mean I, I, he hasn't helped himself this year no. with the injuries. The last two years, Allen, yeah. Uh, Brantley, I think you know has proven something. You know, I think. You're right. The Indians would probably consider him giving him giving him a qualifying offer, one way or the other. That's probably going to be 17 to 18 million. Definitely, it's probably more than 18 million. And you know, if he takes it, that's not a bad. That's that's not a bad. That's not a bad thing for the Indians if he take because he he then becomes a stopgap in in the outfield until they can bring somebody else along. You know, maybe Bradley Zimmer comes back at some point and and is able to play, but. if if you if you make him the qualifying offer and he turns it down and then goes and signs a three or four year deal worth twenty million a year, that's that's entirely possible. Yeah, uh, you get a first round draft pick. Right, exactly. So I mean, and and Miller and Allen, you know, I think you know that the, the, the only guys that made money last year, free agents were were setup guys and and relievers. Uh, in, in the free agent market, yeah, so and Brian Shaw was and Brian si- Shaw made was, was sitting in the clubhouse uh, <laughs> last night during the uh, the wild card game because he wasn't on the roster. <laughs> yeah, so you know that's what happens. But they so I think there's going to be a market for those guys. I think Miller, being a um, kind of high ranking guy in the, in the union, mm-hmm. you know, one of the highest ranking players. A member of the union, I think. I think he's almost got to go out in the market and test it. I would be surprised if he didn't. And uh, I, you know, I, you know, may, you know. So it's it's really it, this is a tough free agent market. This is they got a lot of decent players. You know, Lonnie Chisenhall. We haven't seen Lonnie in a month, <laughs> half a season. But what's going to happen to him? You know, I'm sure he's gone. Yeah. There, no qualifying offer for him. But yeah, you know, Brantley to me might be the guy that that you take a shot at. And uh, like you said, uh, Cody Allen might actually welcome a shift from a closing role to a setup role because that's maybe where the money is this year. Right, exactly. And we got uh, one more here. One more. Uh, This is from Leslie Leslie Kaminsky from Parma. I'm I'm concerned about Andrew Miller and Cody Allen. (laughs) I think the Indian starters can get us – Five or six innings, but I'm concerned how the bullpen will do. I uh, will do. Uh, let's see, and and it will it will and will will it decide if the Indians advance to the World Series? Wow, World Series. Um, let's stop you right there. She's confident that the starters will get five or six innings. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you seen Houston's lineup? I just. I. I mean, you can be. You can be hopeful that they can get yeah. you five or six innings, but I wouldn't be confident. Uh, right. and, and the same can be said for Houston's uh, pitching as well. I mean, you can be hopeful that they can go that long against our uh, against the Indians lineup, but I, 
I don't know. When you get to Miller and Allen, it's are they going to be the Miller and Allen of you know the last two weeks of September or the final week of you know right? They they both in their in their last couple of outings sort of didn't put their best foot forward. No. Uh, Allen had that that nice long rest, uh, came back looked sharp, and then the wheels fell back off. Allen or Miller, you know, had a some really strong outings against, but again, again they're against Chicago, uh, and so it's the AAA team from, uh, you know, wherever they're right. they're at. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I my confidence right now in those guys is not necessarily as as high as it was going into the postseason last year. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, you know. Uh, I just think those guys, I think Allen, we, and we've talked about this before, he's cut, carried such a load over the last five years that I think it caught up to him. And Miller, you know, he got squeezed really hard in 2016 in the postseason. And I, I don't know if he's ever really recovered that fu- from fully. Now, we, like you said, we've seen him pitch well in, in September, both of them. Uh, you know, going down the stretch, the home stretch, they did not. But maybe that's just, uh, you know, a bad outing. So, but are they the the key is are they going to be the dominant close the door you know relievers that we saw in 2016 and you know at, at times during the regular season and that's I don't think anyone knows. Did you see the job that Colorado's bullpen did last night against Chicago in in the wild card game? And that was sort of the feeling that you got in the 2016 playoffs when you know. When Miller and Allen took the field, that was it. It was it, it was a foregone conclusion yeah. at at that point, and that's sort of the feeling that Colorado's bullpen gave you last night. Adam Ottavino was lights out. Uh, I just I don't have that same feeling this time around. Maybe they get out there in Houston and they they prove us all wrong, but that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's in. Hey, that's why they play the game. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see what happens on that. All right. Let's uh, take a look at the divisional series opponent, Houston. Like you said, 103 games. 103 games. Uh, season series against the Indians. They won 4-3. to three. Uh, The Indians had to come back the last uh, two games here at Progressive Field uh, to, to sort of salvage that. Um, at that time, Houston's bullpen Maybe wasn't necessarily as good as it is now. They've solidified things with uh, Roberto Azuna from Toronto uh, on the back end, uh, and their lineup. Uh, you know, I'm not even talking about their starting rotation. Their lineup mirrors the Indians' lineup, uh, you know, pretty well with with a lot of pop and a lot of a lot of contact at the top of the order. Um, you know, Bregman is a guy who has really come on and. Maybe last year he was sort of the, uh, the 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 X factor for them. Now he really carries that team. Yeah, and he's really he's he's having he had a great September. He's a MVP candidate. Uh, just uh, real, and you know, with Correa not being you know a hundred percent. Uh, with with the back injury, I think he's really stepped in, and he's even played a little shortstop. Right. So so th- that's a guy to watch. And you know, they're predominantly right-handed. 
uh, predominantly light, right-handed lineup. That's going to help the Indians, you know, with their starters. Right. Uh, you know, with Kluber and Carrasco. Except, except for when Carrasco faces Altuve because he can't get him out. Yeah, right. <laughs> and they got Altuve, and Altuve looks like he's healthy again. Yeah, so. and, well, and that's sort of why the reason why you have – Altuve finished third in batting this year. And nobody talked about him at all all season because of the the injuries and yeah. whatnot. But he's still you know 170 hits and you know whatever whatever he's got, he's still one of the best you know all around hitters in the in the game. Yeah, great player. Uh, swings hard. He swings takes a home run swing at everything, and he make, keeps making contact. Uh, you know they've got Marwin Gonzalez. Uh, you know, kind of the jack of all trades. It mm-hmm. plays all over the place. You know, Springer in in uh, center field. Uh, they they and you know their catchers are Maldonado and uh, who's the the, uh, the lefty uh, Stasi. Yeah, Stasi, Stasi. and then and the uh, there's another guy in there oh, uh, that beat Carrasco at, at, in game two down there. Uh, McCann. Yeah, McCann, McCann. Yeah, with the home run. Yeah. So uh, you know that's it's a good lineup. Uh, Tony Kemp is, gives him some uh, a lot of you know Speed. a lot of uh, you know emphasis a lot of you know just a lot of production from the bottom of the lineup. So it, it's uh, it's going to be a challenge. You know they're the World Series champs and they didn't they didn't walk they didn't back into that. Thing. Well, and what they did in the off season, knowing that they had that lineup and, and those position players, was they went and you know doubled down and refortified their their starting lineup. They brought in Garrett Cole, and right. and he's been nothing but a strikeout machine all season. Uh, and Verlander had a career year. Uh, no, no, granted, when he see he turns into a completely different character when he sees an Indian. <laughs> yeah, we'll uniform. see for sure. Now, yeah, we'll, 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 <laughs> the, the the lights are a little different uh, in in this sort of setting. But uh, you know the way that their lineups or their their rotation stacks up against the Indians to start off. Uh, you know, the Indians have had success against Verlander. They've had success moderately against Keuchel. Uh, Cole is one. They they actually won uh, the game that Cole yeah. pitched against them here in Cleveland. That was the uh, the fourteen the, inning game, the, the hatred bowl between uh, Cole and and Trevor Bauer. So yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be one to definitely watch. With if everybody pitches to their potential, it, it should be a really exciting first couple of games here. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be, and I you know I just. I, I think it's important for them. Obviously, they've got to win one game there. The Indians have got to win one game in Houston. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's the first or second game. It'd be nice if it's the first game. Then you're uh, you kind of the pressure shifts to the Astros in in a best of five series. And like you said, were saying, Joe. I mean, they the Astros didn't stop. You know, they didn't stop and uh, uh, you know just kind of come back. With that same with that same lineup, even at the trading deadline, you know they go out and get Maldonado, they go out and get Osuna, they go out and get Alex Presley from uh, mm-hmm. from the Twins, and all of a sudden he's turned. I mean, he can't. Nobody can get. Nobody can get a hit off he's the guy. Not in Minnesota anymore. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So uh, it's you know if the, if the Indians win this this series, the, the, they'll have earned it. You know, and and, and I think it, if they do win it, I think it's going to have to go five games. Well, and and there, okay, so now we've come to uh, the the end of the podcast where we give our predictions for. We're, we're going to limit it to the ALDS uh, for for these upcoming games. Uh, Hoinsey, what do you see uh, the result of this series being? Uh, obviously, uh, the the winner and and how many games. You know, I think 
I think Houston, and I th I'm going with Houston. I just think I'm going with the defending champs. I think they've, they've been pushed all year. The Angels have, have really gave them a run for their money going down the stretch. I think they're a little sharper, uh, and I think they'll win it five games. Uh, I, I, too, will go with Houston. I'm going to say Houston in four. Uh, and based on, I think, the top of the Indians' order uh, has has been sort of on a downward tra trajectory lately instead of that upward trajectory that they, they were on for most of the season. And I think it's the wrong time, and it's going to be too hard to shake out of it. Uh, I, I think... You've got to hit the ball. You've got to put the ball in play. And I, I don't like the matchup right now of this Houston rotation that can strike out, you know, 13 guys per nine innings against the Indians who, you know, you're going to send Jose Ramirez up there and he's he's scuffling. So. Yeah, and, and Lindor's scuffling. Yeah. They both, have, you know, had – well. Ramirez has been in a longer slump than Lindor, but they both have, have struggled. And I don't know if they're tired. You know, those guys play an awful lot. I mean, Lindor had, what, 661 at-bats? 158 games this yeah. year. I think he only I mean, missed four games. That's, that's a lot. And, uh, I mean, I know they're young guys and they're in great shape, but uh, that's a lot of at-bats. All right, well, I will be sitting on the plaza outside of uh, Progressive Field with a table and a sign that says, uh, Houston in four. Convince, <laughs> convince me I'm wrong. So uh, I drop down a quarter, come out there and, and tell me. Uh, I'm not making any wagers and or, or betting uh, any, any of my uh, jumping in the lake. Uh, yeah, don't uh, do I'm, that. I'm holding on to that. <laughs> holding on to that chip. Uh, all right, Hoinsey is off to Houston for the series. We will see you when we get back here. Uh, we'll probably do a, a post game podcast um, next Monday and next Tuesday after the uh, the two well next Monday for sure let's all right yeah let's do it then. Uh, let's and let's let's look forward to the possibility of a Tuesday one here on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast <laughs>